welcome back to another episode of the Market Leaders Podcast. I'm David Ackert, and today I'm joined by Carrie Price. Carrie is the Chief Marketing and Business Development Officer at Bassberry and Sims. She provides strategic direction for a variety of marketing initiatives in the areas of branding, public relations, internal communications, business development, pricing, client experience, and loyalty programs at the firm. Carrie, it's great to have you with us. Well, thanks for having me, David. So, Carrie, tell us a little bit about the firm. Sure. Bassberry and Sims is based in Nashville, Tennessee. We are one of the premier firms in the Southeast. We have around 280 lawyers, a little bit more than that, based in four offices, primarily in Tennessee across the state, but also in Washington, D.C. We are focused on corporate law, but also on healthcare and sophisticated litigation. Very good. So 280 lawyers, how big is your department managing all of those people? My department, all in all, is 14. My business development team is led by managing directors, and that's a little bit unusual. At Bassberry and Sims, the managing director role is a hybrid role. So these are senior-level marketers and business people, really. They serve as the COO, if you will, of the practice group. So they are managing the business of the law firm, looking at rates and utilization, hiring needs. But what they're really tasked with doing is around business development and providing the strategy for the practice area and also being front-facing with clients when needed, but certainly helping coach and provide that additional resource at the practice group level. And they have managers and coordinators reporting to them. In the marketing department, we've got a director of marketing and we have what I call our technical managers, so PR, marketing technology, research, those type of roles, as well as graphic design, some other roles. And then at Bassberry and Sims, the pricing department also reports to me this is a new department. We only have one person in it right now, but it's growing quickly, and we hope to continue that growth. And it's unique that this pricing and project management reports to the chief marketing and business development officer and not the CFO, but it really is a great collaborative role that will work closely with our finance department and closely with our IT department. And this is something that I think is a little bit different for our firm than others. Sounds like there's a real business-oriented mindset at the firm, the way that you've structured your department so that there are these business units. You've got COOs who are managing the business units. I've never really heard a marketing or business development role couched quite that way. I think that's really unique. You know, it really is. It's something that we're really proud of, and it works really well. I think we have a culture here where marketing and business development is really respected, and these individuals that are in these managing director roles are very good, and they are partners with the practice heads, but with also the other partners in the department, and they really understand at a very deep level what the practice group needs, where their strengths are, where their weaknesses are, where the market is. They look at the practice group from the outside looking in, whereas you know many practitioners are busy with their day-to-day jobs, and so they're kind of looking at their own world. And this role of the managing director helps them look more broadly beyond kind of what's going on day-to-day. Yeah, it also elevates their contributions so that they are not perceived as just having some sort of overglorified administrative function, but that they really 
are driving the success of that unit. And, you know, clearly the way that you've languaged that and managed that is uh, reinforcing that credibility among the lawyers. I really applaud you. Well, thank you. It's a it's a great group to work with, and this is a really good place to work in to have that kind of support and respect is very important, and I'm just appreciative that, that we have that. So when you are bringing on people into your pricing division or into marketing or business development, what kinds of onboarding experiences or conversations do you have with them to advise them and make sure that they're being mentored? so that they're in sync with the firm culture and the kinds of capabilities that they need to be able to produce. I started my career in sales, and I worked for the Nashville Business Journal selling advertising to law firms. So that's kind of how I got involved in this industry. And one great thing that the business journals do is they have industry territories versus geographic territories. And the salespeople really learn an industry so that they can provide more of a consultative sales approach. And that really formed who I am as a professional. I do believe that we are all at our best when we're trying to understand at a deeper level the people we're trying to serve. And so it's my goal for everybody on my team to really understand the law firm. One of the things that I don't like to ever see coming out of my department is somebody talking to one of our lawyers and saying, tell me about your practice. It's my belief that we should already know that information and it's not their job to educate us. There's plenty of information out there, whether it's in-house information or just searching the web to figure out what some what a practice entails. I think a, a better question is tell me about your clients. You can learn a lot through that. But we are here to be resources to our lawyers. I really think that our culture has changed a lot over the years. The, the evolution of marketing and law firms certainly has changed everywhere. And one of the things that we used to be is almost a fulfillment house, if you will, where a lawyer would need a pitch book or a new bio, and we would let them kind of dictate to us how that happened. Now it's much more of a partnership where we provide advice and consult with them on messaging and work with them to really get whatever they're doing, whether it is a pitch book or any sort of business development activity, thought leadership, try to position that in the correct way and make sure that their messaging is is on point and it's driven through information from them, but strategy from us. So do you find that the lawyers are equally business-minded at your firm or do they lean on your department to handle that part so that they can just focus on lawyering? That's a good question. I, I, you know, I think it's both. I think that that's why they're here is to practice law, and that's what they what they like. But I have to give right. this firm a lot of a lot of credit for making this role, the managing director role, and really my department as a whole, such an integral part of doing business. I think that that everybody has to have some level of business mindedness to be open to that and use it as a resource and champion it. I think one of the great things that that we've found is that we have too much demand in my department, and that's a great problem to have. And that, to me, is an indicator of the forward-thinking and business-mindedness of the lawyers we work with. Right. You're doing something right over there. I'd like to think so. (laughs) 
So tell me, how do you track your department's marketing and BD initiatives such that you can demonstrate ROI? Obviously, the lawyers are working in tandem with you. There's a real business-oriented culture at the firm. You probably don't have to work too hard to justify the good work that you and your department does. And yet at the same time, there's always this question of how do we translate this investment into a return? Can you speak a little bit to what efforts you've made to answer that question? Sure. I think that's really important that we continue to communicate the value that we bring. It's great that we do have the support that we do, but I don't also want to take that for granted. And so tracking is a very important part of what we do. And at Best Friends Sims, we track everything in the marketing department. So pitch books, RFPs, of course, we track that related to revenue. Any other thought leadership, we try to attach revenue to it if we know that a, a lead came out of it that converted into a real opportunity. But we also track our more traditional advertising, web-based activities to make sure that what we're doing makes sense and can guide us as we are planning for each year. Do we continue to do the same activities we've been doing or do we need to change it? And we look at the analytics behind a lot of that to make those decisions. And I find it's really helpful to, to educate lawyers when they have an idea. They've heard maybe a colleague at a different firm is using a blog or they have their own Twitter handle that they use for business development. And then we can kind of look at our analytics and say, well, this is this is what works and these are the numbers behind it. So you can have a discussion based on facts and that will help determine which direction to go and it makes sense. So it's not it's not somebody in my department necessarily making a judgment call, but rather relying on the the numbers to help us make decisions. Carrie, you acknowledged earlier that we are in a fast-changing industry. Law firms today look very different from the way they looked even 10 years ago, let alone further out than that, and your firm is certainly no exception to that transformation. So where do you go for new ideas? Where do you get your innovation, your inspiration, your intelligence for what's coming downstream? Well, I think it's really important for everybody on my team to be engaged in what's going on, whether it's in the legal industry itself or outside of the legal industry, but to be constant students of the marketing and business development and pricing functions that we're all responsible for. So personally, I'm a big supporter of the LMA, of course, but I'm also involved in other peer groups with other CMOs or other firm leadership to help guide me when I don't know which direction is best to go. I'm a big user of Twitter. I don't tweet myself a lot, but I use it to aggregate my news, and that's not just world news, which of course that's included, but I follow people that are thought leaders both in and out of the industry. I'm personally very passionate about the client experience, and I actually wrote a document. um, It's a three-year plan called the Client Experience Initiative. And there are a lot of really smart people out there that focus on this, and I follow them on Twitter, and it helps me kind of think about things outside the silo of the the legal marketing industry. Obviously, client experience 
is something that means a lot of different things to different industries. We can't be necessarily like a Ritz-Carlton and give everybody a certain dollar amount to make everybody's to make their customers' days better, but we can learn the the reasons behind that and figure out how to apply them in a law firm setting. And that is something that I really enjoy and that we are implementing in our firm here. Can you give us a quick summary of the client experience initiative, what the components are and how you've rolled it out? We're about on year three and we started off with research. We decided that if we're truly going to be a client-driven firm, that puts our clients first, then we really needed to be engaging them in meaningful ways and understanding what their perspectives are. And so we engaged a third party to do that for us. We use Acritos, and they are great partners of ours, and this is really important to us. So we did an overall satisfaction survey of a large number of our clients, and we continue to do those, although it has changed, and now it's more on the end-of-matter surveys, and there's different reasons why why you would do a, a satisfaction survey versus an end-of-matter, and they both have their different functions. But the end result, it's very beneficial to have that information, and we sit down with partners, and we have um, debriefs on the research results, and we talk about things we're doing right and things we can change. We also are launching a client advisory board. That is something that we're very excited about, to have some gr- some people from outside our firm that are investing in us, that have trusted us with their matters, help us figure out how to manage our firm. So certain issues like creating value between in-house and outside counsel, whether that's pricing or other measures of value, we're sitting down and discussing that with a group that we feel will be meaningful as we implement these things and have some good insight and help us tweak what we are doing as a management team to have the client's voice reflected in our management decisions. Well, Kara, I really appreciate you giving us a sense of how you've approached the client experience as well as the other initiatives at your firm. And thanks for sharing some time with us and with the listeners today. It's great to hear what you're doing at Bassbury and Sims, and I wish you all the success to you and your team. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. 